Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hi, what's up and welcome to the Mitchin. My name is Andrew Levins and I am back in uh, a place that we used to record this, epi- this, this podcast every single week. I've not been here for what seems like decades. Me either. Oh my god, what voice is that? Who am I talking to right now? Where have you been all my life? Mitch or What's up? semi-regular co-host, once <laughs> yeah. regular co-host. <laughs> it's not my fault you just hijack the shit and take it around the country. <laughs> uh, it's, it's Andrew Levins and Mitch or back again, the fucking dream team, reunited. Reunited! I can't wait to edit that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> reunited. reunited and it feels... Singapore. <laughs> reunited. <laughs> And I feel so good. <laughs> We're going to introduce everybody that's in one second. That's the name of the episode. Like Reunited and it feels so good. I love it. So uh, <laughs> we're, like 50, we're like 50 episodes deep now. There's 50 episodes 50. that mention in existence. And uh, it was pretty much exactly a year ago now that we got a, uh, a complaint against the mission a formal complaint in Doesn't which they said every week it does every, oh. every single week but normally it's like stop giving shit to Perth fuck you for saying craft beer sucks yeah fuck Perth and fuck craft beer Hungy <laughs> 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 likes craft beer no surprises <laughs> fucking hate it <laughs> um, but uh, we, we got a really really you know inspiring complaint a year ago in which they said uh, you know, great podcast. I love the content, but six six guests at once is too much. So, in in honor of that anniversary, we have ten guests today. <laughs> there are ten people in the room right now, <laughs> uh, and we're going to go around the room and uh, introduce everybody um, from uh, Time Out, the CEO of Time Out, uh, Sydney. Uh, we've got Michael Rodriguez. <laughs> Welcome to the mission. Well, thanks for having me. Is it just Sydney or is it everywhere? It's every, it's everywhere. If it, that way to short sell, way yeah. to short sell the man, Andrew. Whatever. Levins. I only <laughs> I, when I look at a map of Australia, all I see is Sydney, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think there even is a timeout <laughs> Perth. So why bother? <laughs> And returning to the podcast for the first time in a couple of months, we've got one, one and only Dan Hong, sup, head sup. chef at Ms. G's, uh, the, uh, the head chef at Mr. Wong. And uh, the fucking new star of is it Samsung? Yeah, the new. The What's new the fridge? Samsung. It's the family. <laughs> it's the family hub. Actually, get your plug in. Yeah. Get yeah. your plug in, bro. You, you, if you if you want a fridge, <laughs> if you want a fridge that allows you to to um, cruise through Hongi's Instagram, oh baby, you got it. <laughs> uh, also returning to the podcast, we've got Mikey Nicolian from Continental Deli in Newtown. Hello. Hey, mate. How you going? It's good to be back. 
Uh, I hear you have lots of uh, people come into the restaurant recently uh, that recognize your voice. Yeah, is it is it bad that I'm surprised about that? <laughs> For me, yeah, we're, so. we're all surprised about it too. <laughs> um, first timer, we got someone whose last name I forgot immediately. <laughs> but the important thing is, I remember his first name and where he's from. So Lewis from Big Poppers. Thank you. Sounds formerly like of, of the Baxter Inn. <laughs> What's your name or where are you from? What is your last name again? Uh, Jaffrey. Jaffrey. So mm. I'm, I'm, surra- I'm at a oh, table I with... Missed, I missed a really good wrestling opportunity. What was that? The Rock. Ask him what his name is again. What's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is! <laughs> <laughs> I can smell what you've been cooking all day, bro. <laughs> edit the first part out and just put my part in, please. Yeah. <laughs> I might just edit the second part out. <laughs> Returning to the Mitchell for the first time in a long time, Annalise Gregory from Barbrose. Hello, hello. If this is a dating website, I'm the only girl amongst nine men, so I think I'm making out like a bandit. Uh, We've also got Paul Carmichael from Momofoko Seibo. What's good, Sydney? What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Paulie's feeling it today. Paulie's feeling it. You might remember Paulie from a failed rendition of a new uh, uh, theme song for the Mitchin. How did that go again? (laughs) Check. Microphone. Check. This is already the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is uh, coming early, motherfuckers. Uh, we've also more got... More wine, more wine. <laughs> from, uh, from, from, from Sonos. And the reason that we're all in the room right now, we have... Uh, we sold out. We sold out, guys. We, sold we, bought, out. we bought in. We bought in. <laughs> uh, Rennie Odabo from, uh, from Sonos is uh, at the table with us right now. Welcome, Rennie. Great to be here. What's your official role at Sonos? Uh, MD of the Australian Sonos business. And uh, give her a free shit in the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Sonos is a, uh, is a is a cooking device. Allows you to um, deep deep fry an entire cow at once. <laughs> now, Sonos is a uh, is a, you, you may have seen them at, at restaurants all around the world, or, or maybe even at a place that you live at. Uh, or heard about them being advertised on other podcasts. Like what? What other podcasts are there? Because uh, the when I look at a map of podcasts, all I see is the mention. Well, or the Ringer podcast, Bill Simmons, Juan uh, Epstein, or a lot of American ones. So, Sonos, Sonos Australia is dragging a little bit with their sponsorship. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sonos, of course, is a uh, speaker system that uh, allows you to very easily connect your phone and, and uh, you know manage all kinds of playlists, link it to all of the music devices on your phone, and uh, you can link different Sonos systems. Mitch is trying to play Rihanna. Oh, beautiful. Special guest, Rihanna. <laughs> and uh, finally, last guest, number 10. Guest number 10, in- including me and Mitch. I guess we are guests of our own podcast. Uh, photographer, Dan Bowd, the person who has taken more photos of me than I have of my child. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you've been taking photos for as long as I've known you. Uh, you yeah, I, I think I, my first photo of you was cooking sausages at a barbecue for Chris Wood. It was a Gifted Records barbecue. Yeah. At an old indie record store in yeah. like 2004 or five. Yeah. I had Luke Skywalker here. Yeah. What, what were you doing? Like, what, were you, what was your job back then? Sausage cooker. Right. <laughs> 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 Is that after you got fired from Cold Rock? Cold Rock? No, I got fired from New Zealand Natural Ice Cream for telling um, someone what, that, that, that the macadam- macadamia ice cream tasted fucking nutty. <laughs> True story. <laughs> anyway... These are all the guests. It's the, it's the biggest episode of The Mitchin yet. And uh, we're going to be talking about food and music. The two of those things coming together. 
Because we sold out. We sold out, motherfuckers. And uh, I actually sold out a long, long time ago. <laughs> I've been trying. I mean, it was uh, $100 and it was I'm for Sandstorm. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody, just before we hit record, everybody learned that uh, I once accepted $100 to play California Love by Tupac <laughs> at the World Bar while I was DJing in 2009. Best, easiest, second easiest $100 I ever made. Uh, I got a severance. The, 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 the most easiest was a severance package I got from New Zealand Natural Ice Cream for swearing <laughs> at a customer. <laughs> uh, so the reason that we're here today is that um, Mitch and I got asked to host a lunch for chef friends of ours and people in the food industry uh, on behalf of Sonos and Time Out. Um, Sonos have launched a new uh, kind of campaign called the, the, per- the Potluck, P- Playlist Potluck. Someone give Rennie a microphone so he can tell me about his company. (laughs) (laughs) Another perfect segue from Levin. (laughs) So the playlist potluck is basically like, you know, you you put together a playlist of music that you like to cook to, that you like to eat to, and everyone can contribute to it. And uh, in the case of today, everyone submitted a couple of songs that they either like to cook to or eat to. It was a very varied playlist. Are we going to make those available somewhere? Yeah, we'll put it up on the, on the, uh, on the list. It's mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> Copacabana was my favourite song. Uh, yeah, Mikey Nicolian's first song on, on the playlist was Copacabana. You were the first person to, to actually get his in. So for promptness, nice. you went first. Oh, well done. Nice. Efficiency. That's yeah. what I'm about. Absolutely. Uh, Rennie, how did this come about, the playlist potluck idea? That uh, was something we were looking at globally. Um, we had this notion of bringing people together. We know music makes a difference in the home, and we know that people love celebrating food and music together. Um, and we struck on this notion of potluck dinners that goes back a few hundred years to old English times where folks would bring along food and the host would invite them to bring along a dish that they liked and you got what you got and you ate what you ate. Um, and so we kind of took a bit of a twist on that, um, and what we thought we'd do is have a bit of fun with playlist potlucks. And so we're doing this around the world. I'm happy to say that this afternoon in Sydney, this is the first one we're doing anywhere in the world, um, and we're going live with an episode of Mind of the Chef on Monday night with this notion of playlist potluck, uh, and we hope people have a lot of fun this Christmas getting together with friends, and instead of bringing a dish along, bring your favourite tunes and... And to starve to, to death, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Music nourishes its soul. Well, hopefully the host... <laughs> Like Mitch today brings along the fantastic food and you just need to bring music. Easy. So Mitch uh, had the honours of cooking for us today. Um, you're welcome, Mitch. Thank you couldn't, so much. Couldn't, call, couldn't fucking call it an honour. <laughs> what, uh, what did you cook for us? We had... Uh, uh, just basically some stuff off the menu at Acme at the moment and some stuff sort of that we've just cycled over. So we just brought the charcoal grill down to sit in my apartment kitchen and set my fire alarm off. It was mad. With, we just did some nectarines, um, burrata, and then a bunch of different seafood. And then uh, the boys from Frat Paz were lovely enough to make a massive tiramisu for yeah, us. Yeah, that was dessert. the best dish. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> the one you, you didn't and make. Hongi, as always, <laughs> you can get the fuck out. And we all, we, the entrance fee today was uh, you had to submit two songs to the playlist. Uh, and so we're going to go around table i don't know if everyone can remember what songs they submitted hongi do you remember what you put through yeah yeah what'd you put through mate uh jade don't walk away it's a classic and uh tupac so many tears strong why is why of all tupac songs did you pick so many i don't know i just kept on is that like is that is that about your your like all your stages earlier in the year when (laughs) when mark best yelled at you yes it was (laughs) but it was just about um yeah it was about that 
Um, just you know, growing up, listening to Tupac, I just thought that beat just had this real sort of dark. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Deep as always. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, y- you, me, and Mitch are very similar in that we listen to rap as probably the most prominent genre in our lives. We also we cook to it. Mitch and I believe it is the best music to eat to as well, right? It's the best music to do anything to. Sure. Hongi, does the fridge play rap to you? (laughs) It's actually, uh, there's a Pandora app on the fridge. Is there a speaker in the fridge? Yeah. So it's connected to your Sonos. Is there there Sonos integration? (laughs) (laughs) The fridge fridge connects to Sonos. (laughs) I can't say, I can't... That's uh, Hongi, Hongi Samsung prevents Hongi from actually <laughs> mentioning Sonos. So I have to say. <laughs> Let's not talk about the fridge. <laughs> Again, Samsung isn't giving us a fridge or any money, so fuck <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> Samsung, what's up? My email address is the Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I would love a fridge that can connect to Sonos, my best new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Nicolian, uh, as mentioned earlier, Copacabana was the first song on yeah, your, of your two. Is there, you got a special. You, are you wearing the you official a, loudest you, shirt at the table today? Are you a fanalo? Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm a fanalo of Barry Manilow. <laughs> it's true. Um, purely one hit wonder. Don't put him on Spotify because it gets real weird after that track. <laughs> I've done it. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare <laughs> at the deli. Uh, everyone just scrambles for the iPod like, fuck, we need to put something else on real quick. Um, and then it usually ends up onto my second track, which was Quincy Jones' Soul Bossa Nova, which is a theme tune to Austin Powers. I would say a lot of your life is based on you <laughs> watching you the Austin that. Powers <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> so Lewis uh, was a, a late addition. Uh, unfortunately, Mark Best, the aforementioned Mark Best, uh, gave me a very, very polite email this morning saying, sorry, double booked, family prevails, and didn't even <laughs> sign off the fucking email. <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, uh, Lewis was available to come in and, and take his seat at the table. Always available for a free lunch. Uh, and uh, you, apparently, you wanted to pick some 80s songs. What do you listen yeah. to in the kitchen? Uh, well, you, you, first of all, you, 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 you're, in, you're in the front, you're in the bar, right? Yeah, yeah, so I handled kind of the operations of the restaurant, but it's, um, we only play hip-hop. We only play hip hop. Um, well, I mean, you named your restaurant after Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, so the and it's a rarity Popper's in Australia so. to name your restaurant after Notorious B.I.G. and not be semi-racist and only serve fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to fr- Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> fried chicken coming out in 2017. Um, yeah, so but we are Italian restaurant, so Big Popper sounds like it's got Italian connotations, so that's where the restaurant name came in. But um, yeah, so tunes I would have paid would have been virtually anything by. Uh, Biggie Smalls but then a lot of the stuff that we listen to pre and post shift is a bit more relaxed and bluesy to that uh, Al Green Nina Simone those kind of tracks um, a bit more soul and yeah like vocally um, but I think they're all sort of prerequisites to what we now call rap hip hop so on and so forth so that's kind of what we listen to in the venue before and after work what two tracks would you have chosen? Uh, Mr. Cinema Cinnerman from Nina Simone it's like nine in minutes, 45 seconds or something ridiculous, but it, the build in that track is fucking My favourite West yeah, Coast rapper from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, probably Juicy by uh, Biggie Smalls. Incredible track. Like, he wrote it in his head, didn't write it down, 
was given well 45 minutes or something to come up with it on the spot and it's fucking incredible tune um yeah, it's definitely tracks we play a lot. We play them towards the end of the night when we're trying to kick people out, which seems to be a theme within certain restaurants. Wait, so you play good music to keep people out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Huh? Yeah, we want the last thing that they hear on the way out to be something positive. Annalise Gregory, Bob Rose, what do you play in the, in, the, in the restaurant first and foremost? And what did you select today for us to listen to while we ate? In the restaurant, mainly 80s, Sharon Jones, Motown, stuff like that. Today, this is after a year of you being uh, subject to f- being forced to listen to Mitch's playlist at Acme. Rap fan or not rap fan? Not rap fan, to be honest. Sorry, I know that's controversial. When I worked at Acme, I pretended yeah, no. like I was living in France, right? So it's like a foreign language going on, and you just like you just tune it out. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay, there's something so you going churn, on. You tune out French people when you're in France. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> So today, Riri, work. Rihanna, work. Yeah, because I always just listen to it and imagine like Mitch shaking his booty in the basement of Acme, making pasta, feeling like he works like super, super hard, but really just like rolling some pasta. And and it just like packs me up. Doesn't the kitchen hand make the pasta now? That's what I saw from Lil's uh, Instagram now. Yes, Hongi, the kitchen hand makes all the pasta. And but imagine her dancing to work. We have a lot of girls. Wearing Mitch's glasses. They, they love shaking their booty to it, so... Yeah, it works. And then your other song, A Star um, Contrast. I know. So I'm old school. I grew up in the kitchens of London, you know, like Metallica, Led Zeppelin. So Rock and Roll by Led Zepp. Because like, you know, working in a professional kitchen, you just need something that fucking gets you going. Poor Carmichael. What gets you going? <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, shout, shout out to Black Pearl, shout out to the Everly, <laughs> Bell's Hot Chicken. What's up? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I love, I love music in general. I can't see enough live music in Sydney. Um, but I'm very, very privy to reggae, hip-hop, rock and roll. Uh, my choices today were strictly reggae because I knew no one else would fucking choose reggae at all. So, I went reggae. Supercat. Supercat. Damien Marley. Damien Marley. The old school. The Blah! new school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, Supercat's like early 90s reggae. Uh, like, dance hall when it was like at its fucking peak. If you're uh, old. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, Ghetto, Ghetto Red Hot by Supercat. Um, no, one knows, no one knows what I'm talking about, but... <laughs> Just YouTube it. It's a hot song. And then Damian Marley took his dad's shit, made it better. Whoa. You know? I don't know. He, I, I don't know. I don't all, all, right, all of our let's, college let's, listeners. Let's, let's not say better. I'm going to take back better. But they, he just, took it. they just threw their bong at their Sonos he, speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. He, he really, Damian really took his dad's stuff. And like of all the kids, all the Marley kids, Damian... Damien became super relevant because Bob Bob did something. Bob took like a slow reggae and he he made it worldwide. Like like that's what really Bob did. And Damien took that and made it bigger. Um, but you know, from being from the Caribbean, like you gotta respect Damien Marley, even though even if you don't like reggae, like Damien took something and took it to another level and. 
Gunman World, that song is new school but old school. And if anybody knows anything about reggae, reggae is all about the beat, it's all about the drum and the bass. And so a beat will be released and a bunch of people will sing over it. And they're like, that beat in drum in uh, Gunman World, Damien and one other person fucking ripped it. And I love I love that track. But it's like it's called the rhythm, right? Huh? They take the rhythm. Yeah. So it's like oh, some like some the what, a sorry rhythm. <laughs> a rhythm. Yeah. It's literally yeah, it's, it's called a rhythm. rhythm. So yeah. like some a producer will make this this rhythm a beat, and a lot of like singers will sing over it, and they'll produce a bunch of tracks, and then only certain tracks will make it. But Gun My World is one of them, and I can't remember the other guy. Why well, remember this song? Sing it. No, you will get like a rhythm that has like 12 different, 12 different artists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and then, when, and then like dancehall DJs will like pretty much run like a medley of like their four favorites from that rhythm. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And like, even like growing up, growing up back home, you'd have like these epic DJ battles and did battle rhythm to rhythm, you know, and it, it oh my God. So but, me, me and Paul are going to do a, a reggae barbecue, reggae and dancehall barbecue. Yeah. In 2017, stay tuned. Sound clash gonna happen. Ooh. Food, food clash. <laughs> food, nah, it's gonna be sound clash. <laughs> you yelling from the grills. That me yelling from the grills. <laughs> more fire, more fire. Brrrah, lemons. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> that's pretty much what it's gonna be. But yeah, man. No, there are not a lot of reggae fans here in Sydney. At least not enough. But. We're gonna make we're gonna make a change. Paulie, when uh when Mofuku Sabo opened before you were the head chef there. Yeah. I feel like all the reviews spoke so highly about how cool it was to go to a restaurant where they were playing A C D C. And I was like, that's why why are you talking about that? <laughs> What's have you influenced the music at all since you took over? Um, I think uh the music there is a, is very, very collective at this point. Mm-hmm. Um depending on who the staff is at the moment. Each of us have like a song or two or three on the playlist, which I think is pretty cool. And um, it just goes throughout the night and you see like somebody perk up when it's like their song, you know? And it's, it, it goes from like metal to hip hop to jazz to salsa because like the kitchen and the dining room is just super diverse and it's like, it, it Spans, it's it's weird, man. Like you could hear it was super weird. The other day. It went from yeah. prodigy to like some eighties ballad, exactly to something like yeah to suave, <laughs> suave. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it, it's it's fun, man, and it gives us a little bit something to look forward to. When know? I was a teenager, I used to go to house parties and. Inevitably, all you would hear all night was, you can do it, put your back into it. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I have not quite come to the age where I appreciate the greatness of that song just yet. Still haven't. Um, uh, I can show you some videos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends and I used to make the worst CDs imaginable and then go to the CD player, eject whatever was playing, and then duct tape this shit CD <laughs> into this CD player with like weird... like glockenspiel covers of songs that suck to begin with. Renny from Sonos, uh, you actually added to the Potlucks, the playlist Potluck, Potluck playlist. It's your branding, I can't remember it. <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> <laughs> Two words. We're super professional. Two words. <laughs> yes, I had uh, 
Amy Winehouse, Valerie Live at the BBC Studios. It's always a go-to song for me at the start. And then uh, we haven't played it yet, but hopefully we'll crank it up loud. The weekend, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, just because it sounds amazing up nice and loud. Um, Honest, no nice speaker. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it just sounds great out loud. Through that good right out loud. sound of songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and great, great to hear the guys talk about music in their, you know, their homes at work. Um, so it's you know great to people enjoy music at home, but you got to enjoy it where you work to and where other people come into your homes. Yeah, so, so we, we've talked about what music that people like to cook or eat to. What food do you like to listen to music to? Lebs, <laughs> 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 can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is there a whole Pixies album in the middle of the playlist? I, uh, I, I made this playlist really, really quickly because um, I was running... Slash when you were drunk? Sure. <laughs> um, and I accidentally added an entire Pixies album instead of one song. <laughs> And Mark Best picked the Pixies song, and he's not even here to enjoy Fucking half the Pixies album that we accidentally played today. It Fucking skips, don't worry. Uh, Dan Bowd, final guest of the yeah, show well. today. Photographer extraordinaire. We're going to go through ours too, don't worry. Ah, okay. Relax. Mike didn't choose anything? Mike, Mike chose the worst songs of the playlist. Sorry, we'll get later. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, yeah. We, we don't need to talk about them, you're right. <laughs> uh, Dan Bowd, what did you add to the playlist? I had Penyao's new song, Chameleon, and James Brown, The Payback. Yeah, nice. Do you, uh, do you listen to music while you take photos? <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's not such a stupid question, because if, if, if I'm doing it a photo is. shoot in the studio, I actually really do try and curate the music to inspire whoever I'm photographing. Right. To try and get the right vibe. Well, you've mostly f- photographed... Musicians, like that's yeah, the yeah. bulk of your that's, of who you've taken that's photos. That's a lot of pressure to pro- program so, a playlist to please musicians. Do you are you ever in any pressure to like you know like make sure you don't play artists that they hate or things that they might not vibe to? Or uh, it's it's a bit like you don't want to wear the band t shirt to the band's show, so sure. you, you would always want to make sure one of their songs doesn't accidentally get played in Just the playlist. Sure the Nick Skits remix of whatever <laughs> artist you play. I do try and subvert what they would like so if I was shooting Mitch I would not play a single hip hop tune because I know I would I would disappoint him so (laughs) so yeah I would try and uh, jump around you know play something a bit different (laughs) return of the Mac yeah if 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 you were um, taking photos of an artist and they said I'll give you a hundred dollars to play California (laughs) Love (laughs) yay or nay take the hundred (laughs) Show me the money always. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, what did you add to the playlist potluck? Uh, I put Bruno Mars' new song 24 Carat on it. You sent me that um, and it said lol. Yeah. Because so. <laughs> I always find liking Bruno Mars is lol. Like, you know you shouldn't <laughs> like him, but he just makes really catchy, uplifting, vibey tunes. And 24 yeah, Carat... Fucking Bruno Mars rules. Yeah. <laughs> Bru- and, like, 24 Carat, like... I'll fucking give him a fridge, why don't you? <laughs> The 24 carats, like, it's, it's really funk, and the whole Bruno Mars new tape is really funk-driven. <laughs> it reminds me of the damn funk and stuff like that, and it's... It really is. I thought it was just, damn funk when you put it yeah, on. Yeah, you just can't not be happy when you hear it kind of thing. It's really uplifting, so that's why I chose it. It puts me in a good mood, and, um, yeah, and then I chose Ty Dolla Sign and Ray Shrimmer Blase, because that's a little bit more my day-to-day Definitely. listening, and that's something that gets me dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> Right there, right there, right there. Uh, so you take pride in uh, playing the loudest of rap uh, from your speakers at Acme. I, I mm-hmm. put together the playlist for the first week of you uh, mm-hmm. of, of your restaurant opening, and then you got sick of everything and just mm-hmm. moved over to something else. 
Yeah, now we just sort of play through Pandora or Spotify. Sonos. <laughs> All of these music streaming apps are available through Sonos, Levens. <laughs> if you did your research, Never. trying to get paid Never, ever. God damn. But uh, you occasionally do have people complain about the music. All right? the time. Occasionally. <laughs> All the time. And uh, what is your general, like if someone says, you know, oh, I love the pasta, you know, Cam Fairbarn is a dream. Uh, but what's up with this music? What's your response? Lol. Lol. <laughs> Fair enough. Can you turn it down? No. So the two songs I added to the playlist were um, Ween's Your Party, which is a song with the choruses, We Had the Best Time at Your Party, The Wife and I Thank You Very Much, and I'd like to dedicate that to everyone here. M- me and my wife, Whit- Mitch, are very happy to have you here, and thank you so much for coming. Uh, and also the other song I left was uh, one of my favorite R&B songs of all time, Black Streets Don't Leave, a song I sing to my wife when I'm hungover. His real wife, not me. <laughs> <laughs> also to Mitch. <laughs> so, Levin's where's the pants in the relationship? Is that what I'm taking from this? Which relationship? <laughs> Neither, but I look better. I don't wear pants in either relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I look better in a skirt. <laughs> and finally, Michael Rodriguez from Time Out. I'm sorry we took you all this time. To Chose get two shit songs, so who three, cares? Three songs, come on. Give me a break, give me a break. What did you put on there? It seems that... I might regret this in hindsight, but uh, both of them were, both of them, both of them for me were songs that I feel that relate to going out in one way or the other. And the first was uh, I don't even understand the name of the song by the way, which is because it makes me feel like dancing, but I think it's called "Don't I Don't Feel Like Dancing," and it's a Scissor Sister song, which I don't really follow or anything. But the the the, 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 the relevance of this is because it was uh, indelibly linked to the launch of Time Out in Australia because uh, when we launched, um, Justin Hems turned up to. A meeting and uh, we had mock-ups of the magazine and mock-ups are just literally like exactly as the name implies so we had a whole bunch of scissor sisters photos in these magazines and he pointed it and said i brought them to australia first and uh and that i recalled that when four weeks later we um we uh no one's going to listen to this podcast right but like uh, um we may we may or may not have defamed him in the fourth issue of time out and uh, and there's a backstory there, but long story short, our legal advice was to could we pick a fight with the kingpin of Sydney hospitality in our fourth week, and we thought we couldn't, and uh, and so um, which in hindsight we probably could have, but we uh, ended up having to 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 uh, rip out that page from the magazine, but we still put the rest of the magazine out on on the street. So that's a song that I um, I recall whenever I think about going out in Sydney for better or worse. Justin Ham is responsible for some of the worst playlists in restaurants in Sydney. <laughs> Dan, behind Mike Rodriguez, apparently. Dan, Dan Hong, when, uh, when you opened El Loco, <laughs> I remember uh, hearing many Scissor Sisters songs and then a lot of Pearl Jam songs at El Loco. <laughs> Dude, I swear I heard a lot. No I've eaten way too many tacos. Well, I'm still early. Why that Pearl Jam get, get Justin on the line. Ask him, ask him how much Pearl Jam songs are on his playlist. <laughs> but there is that funny thing when you're putting a playlist together for your restaurant, for your event, for your party, where you do want to try and please everybody. The easiest way to do that is to select massive songs that everybody knows, or you want to create a special, particular vibe for the restaurant. Um, it's a difficulty, you know, like, and it's certainly something that, like, you know, when I started out DJing, I was like, I only want to play this kind of music. And now I play utter shit because I pays better. Um, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to me, uh, <laughs> Justin Hems. I mean, give me look, a call. It's it's at Admiss G's. You just play music. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Music, not too weird, so people don't haven't heard it before, but not too, like, you don't want to play Jump Around by House of Pain. You know what I mean? So you just play that thing that most people know and then get some going, get some partying. And at Ms. G's, you sort of start off with R&B and then a bit of pop and then near the end of the night, they play, like, fucking dance music and shit and fucking everyone... Espresso martinis all round. <laughs> served, served on a paddle. <laughs> I remember when uh, when Mr. Wong opened. I went the, the first day. Oh, it was the worst. It was you terrible. Had, it was like, like four a forty. Songs. Yeah, it was a forty-five minute playlist, and playlist. I was there for three hours, and I and heard every song. They played it for. They kept on playing that for two years, <laughs> and it's only recently, that, in the past year and a half, where they now they just con- they change the songs or they add songs to the playlist. That Edith Piaf song. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, wait, like, that's the Lion King. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, So those are the songs that we put on the pot loss pot 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 loss. We're never gonna make any money. We're never gonna make any money. Playlist pot luck. Yeah, yeah. I've hitched my horse to my carriage to the wrong horse. The play luck pot list. Wine from Levin, I think. You can find oh, our potluck playlist on Does our Facebook page. Does anyone else have a podcast I can come on? I've got two others if you want to join that. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash The Mitchin if you want to find our playlist. There's lots of good songs on there. It's lots of fun. Come join the music. Uh, guys, I've got a question here that I want to ask you. And I think it comes Is it one the, of the ones written on the paper? Yeah, it was submitted to me by the good friends at Time Out. Uh, the question is, what song do you love to cook to at home? But... This is a bigger conversation. How many of you actual chefs that have restaurants actually even cook at home? I reckon Mitch today, you cooked, in your, you cooked for us in your house today. This is probably like one of the three times you've ever done that since you moved here, right? Yeah, I haven't done it much in a new house. And I haven't done it much since, since Sophia moved to Cambodia because she used to do all the work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my old house in Surrey Hills was a lot better with the courtyard and stuff for doing that kind of thing. And that is actually the birth of the name, the Mitchin. We that used to go correct. to Mitch's place every other Sunday. He would have like 20 people over. We'd cook food for everybody. We called it the Mitchin. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really cook at home anymore unless it is for a group of friends. And that's for a number of reasons. A, I'm lazy. 
B, I like going out and being on the other side of the industry and enjoying what my friends do and what the industry in Sydney does as a whole. So when I have time off, I like to go and be a part of that and enjoy it and see what's going on and gain inspiration from that and motivation in a way. And yeah, there's nothing worse than fucking just cooking for yourself. Like if I cook for myself, it's like rice and a lap chong and fried eggs. But if we cook at home and we cook for people, we end up not even wanting to eat it because we've been slaving away mm. cooking all day yeah. we just keep on tasting it and then by the time it's ready it's like mm. yeah I'm not hungry I'm not even hungry yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why it's good to have like to have Sophia to leave over there in the kitchen doing it all and then like I can just wash up and stuff I don't have any issue washing up but yeah so it's it's kind of a rarity now but to get together like this whether it's being paid for by Sonos or just on the back of <laughs> 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 just on our own like you know it's it's good and that's why we used to do it all the time and why we still try and do it when we can because it's it's relaxing and it's fun and you know this podcast has been fucking stupid from the start because we've all just been laughing at dumb shit we've been saying yep (laughs) so you know that's that's why it's good to do and that's almost like part of the joy of doing the podcast is we don't get that much of an opportunity to sit around like this and just be idiots with each other so it's good to provide an excuse to do that. Absolutely. Mm. Do you guys, uh, everyone else, anyone else actually, like, you know, when, when they do cook, do, is, is, is part of the ritual putting on particular songs or music? Is there music that you grew up cooking to? I usually listen to podcasts when I'm prepping and stuff at work. Yeah, that, that's actually Other like, yeah, podcasts. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think I listen Music's to, to that many. Service. And I got into podcasts so much because like when you have like a job to do, and you're just yeah. listening to people talking. You can really focus on that mundane task or whatever. Like you know, it's, it, I've got to pick twenty bunches of herbs before service tonight or anything like that. Like uh, that's when podcasts were really, really helpful. I'm going to yeah. say something super controversial. Cool. I've never listened to a podcast ever. Wow. They're great. I'm sorry. They're great. And if I was someone, say Sonos, <laughs> who was thinking about investing in a new uh, <laughs> brand, <laughs> especially not the ones I've been on, because they're the worst. <laughs> What do you listen to when you cook, traditionally, in your culture? <laughs> <laughs> as, as a woman in the kitchen, Annalise, what do as you a, listen as to? A, <laughs> as a Kiwi woman in the kitchen who's part Chinese, I listen to um, Graceland by Paul Simon when I cook at home. Good, good album. Mm. Polly, Polly, what do you listen to? If you had control. Uh, at home or at work? At home. So at home I don't cook. Uh, the end. Thanks for listening, yeah, everybody. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, like I moved here here five months ago, and I have one fork, one spoon in my apartment, <laughs> literally. Like like Mitch, I like going out and being on the other side. So I try, I really, not I try not to cook at home, but it's it's like you, you're at work, and you're so focused, and you're constantly, literally for me, cooking's like the fun part of my job there's like the other part that you have to do but cooking and creating is like mm. the fun part of my job and i try to do as much of that as i can on a daily basis so when i'm off i want to do other stuff you know and cooking such mm. a like a literally a labor of love like if you're going to do it for yourself like i I'd much rather go hang out with like mitch or annalise or morgan or something and be like hey Let's go grab a drink and a, and a bite somewhere else rather than be like, 
oh, I'm going to make you some roast chicken and potatoes. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, that's just not me. Mitch, um, when a, a while ago, um, you had me, we, we used to be part of a, of, 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 a, of a mail, like an email group called Swimming in Rap, sir. Yeah. And, uh, Are we still part of it? I think it still exists. I still get emails from So it was like me and, a bunch, me and Mitch and a bunch of close friends and we would just kind of email each other like, you know, illegal links to brand new rap albums and songs we were enjoying at the time. It was real cool. And uh, we decided to throw a Christmas party at, at, uh, at Duke Bistro where Mitch was cooking at the time and you threw a rap-inspired dinner um, for mm. us. And I remember there was like dishes named after rap and R&B songs. There was a 112 peaches and cream dish. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember anything. I don't remember what I cooked. <laughs> well, anyway. I'm, I think Franco has a photo of the menu still somewhere. We'll try and find it. Yeah. Um, but have any of you guys ever had to do a music-inspired course or menu or, or, or drinks list or anything like that? Hongi's had well, to do a sneaker-inspired well, one. Well, no. We, the, t- the first toys... The first toys... You know, I was yeah. inspired by... This is, the, this is the Taste of Young, young Sydney yeah, Collective. Like, in, uh, remember I did the... The life and death of Biggie Smalls, yeah. and then we played all our favorite tunes, and which was fried chicken and watermelon, yeah, you fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was delicious. <laughs> right? Biggie hated watermelon. Fact. Really? <laughs> I, I, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we can talk about going out, being a part of, of the music scene in Sydney while being a part of the service scene as well. Because the two things are very hard to do at the same time. Given the state of the Sydney lockouts, if you work in a restaurant, it's unlikely you're going to get out of work by one o'clock, which means you have half an hour to get to a venue before the lockout comes in place at one thirty. Um, and it's too late to have shots too. I mean, they, yeah. when I was you know working at Bentley... That was the you know Saturday night. Remember, we'd go to uh, Gaslight, Jager bombs, and the Jager bombs. Oh, I remember. That was like the best. And now, like the chefs that work for me can't do that anymore. So yeah, and it's not even like it's not even about getting wasted. It's about like well, it is. Yeah, it is about when you're for one second. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's rich coming from you. (laughs) But I mean, like you know, a shot represents like you know this. It's it's very communal. This this great act that you can do with everyone that kind of signifies like victory. You know, another yeah. night you did. Ev- you know, no one died, no one caught fire. Your restaurant's still you know functional, and I hate. Yeah, it's a toast, and I, yeah. I hate that there are this like. So you're saying that shots represent the camaraderie and family feeling of working in a professional kitchen. A hundred percent. Do you agree? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, I mean, while it not might not, you know, we're, we're all, we're all, guys, we're getting old. We're getting old. And, and a lot of people kind of tap out of the lockout argument because they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm older now. I don't like staying out past 3 a.m. And this doesn't apply to me. But as chefs that employ younger people, it absolutely affects you because the morale, the morale of, of, of the chefs relies on them being able to hang out afterwards. Have you, like, Hongi in particular, like, you know, you have a lot of younger chefs in your employ. What, what's the general consensus among them in regards well, to lockouts? Well, they just, you know, I mean, the only place we can go to is sort of like Arisan after work, but it's, it's good. I mean, you can have shoju and stuff, but it's not like, you know, real sort of get loose at a pub and just really hang out. I mean, the only thing we do on Sundays is probably go to Palmer & Co. after work. That's only because Mr. Wong closes at 10 o'clock that night, and that's the only night we can really go out. But um, other than that, yeah, it's just uh, 
it sucks because the chefs that work for us work so long hours. They work, you know, 55 hours a week and they can't get loose. And they absolutely, like, you know, they contribute to, to Sydney's nightlife, but then they can't partake in it themselves. Exactly. Do you think that's kind of interesting that rest, uh, Tourism Australia is marketing restaurant, restaurants in Australia around the world, given that the restaurant scene can't enjoy itself afterwards? It's, it's funny when there's such a push to bring people here on the, on the back of restaurants and that kind of, and the culture of Sydney, when the culture's so fucked and everyone that does come here is flabbergasted by the state of the nighttime economy and nighttime culture in Sydney. Like from friends of ours like Julian Eyre from Major Lazer to we were just talking earlier about Hannibal Buress. A comedian who who is on uh, every like, you know, pedestrian junkie website this week yeah. with a recording of his stand up routine talking about how fucking shit it is going out in Sydney now. Yeah, like, you know, for for Tourism Australia to be doing all this marketing of pushing Sydney as a cosmopolitan international city and then to come here and oh you can't do shit after one thirty at night you can't even get a wet pussy in a can man <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's a real it's, they're almost shooting themselves in the foot because people come here and they go we can't take Sydney seriously can you get a shot after midnight at the casino you can get anything you want at the casino bro it's exempt can you you might not be able to get shots I wouldn't know because no. I don't know anyone that's gone to the casino after midnight. Paul. Paul. Paul Michael. Paul Michael. <laughs> um, so I work at Momofuku, guys. As, as, Momofuku. A <laughs> as a representative of the casino. <laughs> as, as, uh, let's make this clear. I work at Momofuku Seobo. We close at about, uh, the last guest leaves at like 11.30 and we're done. So, um, so I you don't, don't go to Marquee and stuff after? I did see it? Steve Aoki on right. last Sunday at Marquee. No lie, but it was the first time I was upstairs in like a year. Did he throw a cake in your face? I avoided the cake. <laughs> he actually he's still throwing cakes. Yeah, he, he threw like fifteen. So he threw funny. like fifteen cakes, bro. <laughs> I I was like like fifteen cakes. He was just like boom, boom. People were like, oh my god, please me. <laughs> best day of their life. Best day of their life. An Aoki cake to the face. You could have have got like a promo hookup. They could have thrown pork buns into the crowd. (laughs) I keep telling people this. The best thing I've ever seen at a show was MF Doom throwing juice boxes and fried chicken. Just like... Yo, you know who did that? Target audience, I think. Cool Keith. Cool Keith. I saw Cool Keith years and years ago. And then like he he finishes something and then he goes, everybody, chicken time. And then threw out like baggies of uh, a piece of fried chicken and like a popper like a juice box into the crowd cool Keith man. and then he did a freestyle in which he just counted he was like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11, 12 it's like 15, Sesame 14. Street all over again <laughs> and it went all the way to like 150 and everyone's just like whoa <laughs> good stuff and cool Keith was thinking you stupid white <laughs> but like honestly I think like we're talking about Sydney and the lockouts Sydney's an amazing day city and it sucks for people like us that work literally all day all all night and the difference between the restaurant and the hospitality industry fuck all restaurants but just the hospitality industry in, in general is that we are we work through the hours that people want to like hang out right so like you work all holidays you work at like you're out working like nine, ten, and you don't get out till eleven, twelve. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And it's it sucks for us because we don't get an outlet 
to like release. So like accountants, CEOs, sorry, <laughs> you know, like you know, every everybody else, like the majority of everybody else, they get to they get to go to. And I'm not saying that they don't work long hours, but they get to be out at like six, seven. You know, even if they get to work at like seven o'clock in the morning, they can work till nine. Like you know, crush it and still be out and have a good time. In a restaurant, you don't have that choice. Like, there's no choice. Like, you're in early and you're out late. Like, that's just the way restaurants work because, like, you know, we're servants to the people. You know, like, like ER doctors, they can't, like, be like, oh, I'm going to show up when I show up. You know, you <laughs> die with a freaking cutlass in your head. You know what I mean? Like, no. Like, they're, they're there all day. You know what I mean? So they just don't have the choice. Like, you just don't have the choice because you're a servant to everybody else. And, you know, I, for Sydney, it, it would be nice to have, like, the outlet for our industry to, like, let go. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I always say for me, at this point in my life, I'm, like, happy that I don't always go out. Because, like, I feel like I need to, like, rein it in, you know, and not be such a wild child. But, like, you know, like, it, it's always nice to have that outlet to be, like... You know what? Yeah. I want to have. We want a drink the option, man. I want to. Yeah, exactly. You just want and I want. Yeah. And more like, importantly than that, I want tonight. future generations and my fucking kids to have that option too. Like I'm, I am who I am because of Sydney's night economy. Which you know, I don't know. I meant earlier, Paul, you said that you know Sydney's a great day city. It was an incredible night city up to three years ago, and all it took was one stupid law to come in to completely dial it back to the point where now. You know, younger people that want to go out have been almost shamed out of the idea of going out. Mm. Like it's taboo to go out late now. To like be I was here five years ago, like for for one gig, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It reminded me a lot of like uh, New Orleans. You know, like it was just like crazy. You go to the King's Cross, there are people everywhere. And when I came back, I was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? There's nothing happening anymore?" And I was just shocked. And I was shocked. Like in the first six months I was here, that like it was t- I was like you gotta work, you gotta work to to do stuff. You do, you know. You're just like okay, I get out of work. You gotta like figure out where everybody's going. You gotta figure out where to go. You gotta figure out what's open, you know. Then you gotta figure out like if you want to stand in line, you know. You're like uh. And then like you know now the thing is to get into like a club in Kings Cross or even I was on the Central Coast the other day and to get in I had to get let them scan my ID. They took a photo of my face and they took a fucking scan of my, like, of my fingertip, my index finger. Like my foot, my fingerprint, I believe it's called in the, in the industry. Say your footprint. <laughs> <laughs> say your footprint. Yes, in the rest of the world, I mean, like, it's called the fingerprint. But like, that's just, it just seems so, like, what's the success rate of that ever being useful to anyone? And I feel like, like you know, they're, they're, we've, we've spoken about this a lot constantly. I'm and we do. Yeah, it's it's so shit. It's just like you know we we put so much effort into making our our, our city great, and and I feel like in in Sydney in particular, you know, people love Sydney. We're all here because we love Sydney. In spite of true all, story, in, Sydney, what's up? In spite of how hard it is to live here, we're here because we prevail. We fucking work as hard as we can to overcome the difficulties that are constantly added to year after year after year. If you're a business it's true, owner, but 
I'm embarrassed to have friends visit me here now. I'm embarrassed to bring chefs from overseas to come and like celebrate them in Sydney because before I used to feel like we could show them a good time and that we were a world-class city. And now I feel like I'm going to have to spend my whole time apologizing for the fact that there's nowhere for them to go. And it's embarrassing. Well, I, 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 f- I think that, you know, the hospitality industry have got it bad since the lockout, but the music and live, mu- the live music industry is like suffered the most. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. I mean, it's not that well, yeah. bad. And now hospital. all the nightclubs are closing and reopening as fucking restaurants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was an article that we're going to bring up quite a lot in the next few episodes, I'm sure, because it is a really interesting point that I'm, I know that we can counter. But a friend of mine who took over for me, I, I was the editor of 2000 up until like a year and a half ago, and Claire Finneran took over. She wrote an article that was almost like this... I don't know what you call like a feel opinion kind of piece. It's not an article you would get published in the in the in the Herald, but it's an article of her basically reacting to being invited to Barangaroo events constantly, over and over again, and kind of going, "Oh, I don't really feel right about going there." And then getting you know forty invites. Okay, I'm going to check it out. She goes there, she eats, and she kind of responds to all the things that she sees, all the businesses there. And one of the things that really resonated with me was this kind of idea that Sydney is replacing genuine cultural experiences with with strictly food experiences. And I don't think... I, I definitely think that food can be a cultural experience. But the level of, like, emphasis put on pop-ups being this replacement for entertainment and culture in Sydney, it is slightly worrying. I mean, do you guys agree? Or is this something that, you know... Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree. Because there's too many restaurants opening. There's not enough staff. There's it's not enough dining public. Because the, I mean, I'm just worried the for these restaurant. restaurants that do open now. I just worried that they'll they'll close in six months. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, look, like, as we as we continue on through the years, you're going to get more and more restaurants that don't survive their first year. They'll get that, you know, they'll get like that, you know, fourteen, fifteen out of twenty in in the good food guide. That's and not close. enough to keep a restaurant alive anymore. The like, other thing about it is, well, all a good these, review isn't enough anyway. It doesn't matter yeah, anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter anyway it doesn't anymore. But the other, the other thing about it is, all these developments opening, backed by massive property companies and stuff, right? They go, we're going to create a restaurant hub and we're going to have 10, 500 seat restaurants in this hub and we're going to fill it with already popular restaurants, restaurants 100 yeah. metres away from our where we're high-rise buildings, right? <laughs> and they do this because they go, okay, food's the hot thing now. We'll have all these good restaurants with good names who will populate and allow us to sell all the offices in our high-rise buildings. They don't give a fuck about the restaurant industry. They care about selling their high-rise offices and renting out their spaces. So all these restaurants come in and they're all fucking huge and they're all the third or fourth or whatever restaurant that people have and there's not staff to staff them. There's not seats. To, there's not people to sit in those seats and then... Six months down the track, they ca- the restaurants can't afford to pay the high rent that the developers are making them pay. Mm-hmm. The restaurants close. The developers don't give a fuck because they've sold their high-rises. Mitch, do, do, those, do the brand-name restaurants get subsidised by the developers? Like, Do they get like free rent or something? What, what's, the, what's in it for the restaurants? I think they get a good it deal like the, the first deals. few months. Yeah. A lot of the yeah. time is we'll pay for your fit-out yeah. and we'll pay for everything and you pay it back over the course of your lease. Right. So your rent is... Because I see they often get good names, like, like Bell's Hot Chicken at Barangaroo or whatever. Like, I presume they had to give them some incentive to yeah, go to def- Barangaroo. Oftentimes, the right thing can go and make a shitload of money. Yeah. And Morgie's making fucking bucket loads. I saw he's at uh, Tramsheds as well. Yeah. 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 You know, like those, there's those places that sort of 
bottom of the like the price range like bells they do well you wouldn't worry about it. it's yeah. the it's the restaurants and I'm, not, I'm not necessarily criticizing yeah. anyone's choice to be a part of that like no, I, I get it like you know if you want to make not it, criticizing the restaurants i'm if, criticizing if, yeah, developers exactly exactly yeah. and the thing about it is you don't realize too that when a tram sheds opens my restaurant's in Rushcutters bay the tram sheds is in glebe and everyone's like, tram sheds is fucking great. It's great for Glebe, et cetera, et cetera. It's fucking packed. All the restaurants there are packed. It's crazy. There's families everywhere. That's great. But that means on a Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday night, the people that live in Glebe that would have traveled to Rushcutters Bay to eat at Acme go, oh, we'll just go to the tram sheds instead. Right. Maybe we don't have to pay for a babysitter because the whole family can go to tram sheds. So mm-hmm. even though it's in a different postcode on the other side of the city, it affects everything else yeah, right. because we're still all pulling from the same pool and people don't realise that every time something else opens and everyone wants to open a fucking 200 seat restaurant I don't know why like I don't understand why but that's what's happening and there's certain places that kill it Mr Wong fucking kills it Hubert kills it and they kill it because they're fucking good mm. but there's also places that are opening and they'll be busy for three months or whatever while they're the new hot thing and the dining public of Sydney that's so fickle and just has to get the Instagram at the newest spot goes and then what happens after that? And then what happens to the little niche restaurants or even the big powerhouse restaurants that have been there and are institutions? You know, we all pull in from the same pool and the more places that open... It's, it's crazy. And I think the best example of that is when something like the noodle markets happens and every restaurant in the city has a 30% drop, drop in business. Yeah. And the noodle markets runs for fucking three months now. Yeah, and it's like all of a sudden, every, it's not like a, a single venue struggles. Yeah. Every Everyone. restaurant in the CBD yeah. has a 30% drop in business. And, and the day it shuts, they're back. Yeah. Like, and that proves that there's only a limited pool of people who are going out for dinner and yeah. we can only tap them so much. Yeah, and that's the thing. So we... Now people feel like, oh, we've got to do a pop-up or we've got to do a collab or we've got to do something to grab people's attention. But when everyone's doing that, what's grabbing people's attention? There's so much shit going on and a lot of it's really fucking good, but there's so much that everything still can't be full. And this is what people from Melbourne or from Adelaide or from Perth or from fucking LA or New York, they don't understand that Sydney is completely different in that regard. And, you know, we're not New York, we're not London who have this massive fucking population to feed. We're not Melbourne that has a great dining culture. We're not Adelaide that has three good restaurants. <laughs> Perth doesn't get a shout out at all. <laughs> I was not going to slam Perth for a change. I was just going to leave them out. But, you know, it's really... Yeah, they got great sandwiches. It's really unique to Sydney. And it's fucking tough, man. It's tough as a small business owner. It's... Hard for Maryvale to work out how they're going to keep making money. I'm sure they don't really need to worry about it. They're still alive. They're still alive. But, you know, it's it's tough. (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, you know, people do different levels of different things because they go, that's how I can get to my end goal. I want to cook the food I want to cook because that's what makes me happy. But at some point, if I can't do that because that's not what's lowest common denominator and popular with everybody and guarantees bums on seats in restaurants then what the fuck do I do mm. you know it's it's a constant battle sure like uh, I think the the, the the basic problem is uh, in a thriving uh, scene be that music art food 
it's it's generally demand driven i.e. people want it what we've reached in Sydney and to a lesser extent in Melbourne is stuff that is coming from the supply side which is there is an economic upside to putting if you're a property developer a good curated selection of restaurants into a hot spot because as Mitch just said it drives uh, not only sales, which, but also ongoing rentals and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, probably the site's owned by like a property trust and then it lists and then it makes a shitload of money. And, you know, there's examples of this happening in, um, in specifically in hospitality at the moment. And it's, it's driven by supply, not by demand. And I think um, I'm repeating now, but, but Sydney is a city of, I don't know, l- less than 5 million. And really, like around the CBD areas that we're talking about, which... To me, it is the cult uh, as the um, center of innovation, of of exactly what Mitch was saying, going out and being inspired by others around. That's the heartbeat, right? That, that's where you want genuine hospitality and genuine uh, creativity coming from. And the game is not about that. The game is now about how much money can be made from be made from uh, listing. <laughs> listing an asset on the on the stock exchange just to draw it back what was the original question on that <laughs> we may have, we may have digress slightly <laughs> blackouts has music inspired a dish on your menu <laughs> why do we why does it always get depressing bro because it is it is like in spite of how good Sydney is at the moment there are so many things trying their hardest to fuck that up yeah. right yeah. do you feel that yeah I feel that. The yeah. food is fucking great. The chef's cooking in it are fucking great. The restaurant manager's are fucking great. The bar people are fucking great. The drinks are fucking great. The podcasts are fucking great, Sonos. They're fucking great. <laughs> You've listened to The Mitchin. My name's Andrew Levins. His name is Mitch Orr, and uh, we do this podcast every week. I do this podcast every week for the time being. But uh, as this continues, we've got, we've got a live episode coming out uh, this yeah. Sunday Next at the uh, Rosebury. Um, I'll put the, uh, Can the you details. Can you send me the details about that yeah, too? Yeah, I need to get them myself. So no do worries. I have to read the Facebook to find out? <laughs> Where are uh, Rosebury? In uh, the, the big uh, Koskela kind of uh, complex. I told you, bro. We sold out. Oh, three right, Blue sorry. Ducks. Three Fine. Blue Ducks are going to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Um, Archie Rose? Uh, Marjorie Rose is going to be part of Sick. it. Gillette Messina are going to be part of it. So uh, we'll put the details there. But everyone is welcome. It's free. Uh, is that like on. a food festival or something? What is yeah, this? That's exactly the, what it is, fam. We call it the Roseberry Block Party. Oh. Thanks so much to everyone for coming to eat with us today. Uh, thanks so much to Mitch, who we've given so much shit to uh, oh. over the course of this podcast for not actually working. For actually working what? for today. <laughs> uh, and thanks, of course, to, uh, to Michael from Town Out and uh, Rennie from Sonos for making this all possible today. Thanks for all the chefs for joining us for lunch. Um, normally I would ask for everyone to give their social platforms but I feel like that would take about another hour <laughs> we're a good hour and a bit deep into this you can find The Mitchin online facebook.com slash The Mitchin or send us an email themitchinpodcast at gmail.com Mitch and I are going to do a Q&A episode before the year is over we're going to do another episode with uh, all the brand new restaurants that have opened in the last few months so if you have any so there'll be enjoyed, 800 people on that podcast <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Uh, and uh, like we say every week on the Mitchin, buy a Sonos system. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Dan Hong, Mikey Nicolian, uh, <laughs> Lewis Jaffrey. I was going to go there. <laughs> Lewis Jaffrey from Big Poppers, uh, Annalise Gregory, Paul Carmichael, Renny from Sonos, Dan Bowden on photography, Mitch or Andrew Levins, and of course Michael Rodriguez from Time Out. 
You've listened to the Mission, and you can find me online at LevDog on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go on, uh, come on, iTunes. Of course, why not? No one else did it. Uh, leave us a, a lovely review on uh, on iTunes because we put out a lot of episodes in the last few months, and I would appreciate a nice review. Thanks so much for listening, and it's the Mission Podcast. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to the Mission. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called Hey Fam and is about comedy and pop culture and dumb shit. The other one is called Serious Issues and is all about comic books. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at my website, yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support and see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.